Shot Three of The Right Way to Do Wrong, an expose of successful criminals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Leanne Howlett. The Right Way to Do Wrong, an expose of successful criminals by Harry Houdini. Shot three, difficulties of burglary. Every man who lives by his wits and defies the law of the land must confront difficulties unknown to the ordinary citizen. In the first place, the house must be entered, locks must be forced and picked, burglar alarms must be circumvented, and every effort made to escape detection. Most people who carry a loaded revolver, or have one in their bedchamber, think that they are protected. As a matter of fact, a burglar finds the least of his danger at the muzzle of a pistol. In the hands of the excited and frightened citizen who awakes in the middle of the night to find his house being robbed, a revolver is not especially dangerous. Of course, the burglar is likely to get a bullet, but the citizen seems quite as apt to shoot himself or some member of his family as he is a burglar. Nor do ordinary burglar alarms present any great difficulty to the expert cracksman. If he knows his business, he has found out beforehand all about these pretty little toys, where they are located, how they are handled, etc. His first care, of course, is to cut the wires or by other means known to him make the burglar alarm harmless and noiseless. Once silent, he may proceed to pick all the locks in the house, and clad in the darkness and the garment of silence which every burglar knows how to assume, he soon gets away with his ill-gotten plunder. A pet dog may make an able-bodied burglar more trouble on a midnight expedition than half a dozen pistols or shotguns in the house. These little animals are certainly light sleepers, and their bark, while harmless, is very apt to arouse every inmate in the place. If the burglar is expert, he has probably cultivated the acquaintance of the dog in advance when he paid court to the kitchen girl at the back door, and a little bottle of chloroform, judiciously placed, puts the dog to sleep very quietly. The window bars, which are supposed to be such a protection to basement windows, also call for remark. They are usually set from four to six inches apart, and are then of very little use, for a miniature screw jack is made for the profession which will force these bars sufficiently wide apart to allow a thin man to enter. When going away for the holidays, it is a great mistake to shut up the house. This is simply to make public announcement that the place is unoccupied and may be entered with safety. The wiser plan is to make it look as much occupied as possible and to give notice to the police that you are going away. The next-door neighbors, if you know them to be above suspicion, should also be warned. The question is often asked, where is the safest place to keep one's valuables? My advice is to keep them at your bankers, but if it is really necessary to have them in the house, then the best place is the least likely one. One communicative burglar gave us two pathetic instances of wasted labor and disappointment that had befallen him. One night he went through a saddler's premises with extraordinary care, but without result, owing to the fact, which subsequently leaked out, that the cash was kept in an old saddle. The other case was that of a wealthy merchant's house, which was visited in pursuit of cash and securities. None could be found, though the house was thoroughly ransacked. It was afterwards found that they were concealed in a dummy book placed among the volumes in one of the library bookcases. It is not altogether the wisest plan to keep one's valuables in the bedroom, 
for the simple reason that a determined burglar, who has learnt their whereabouts, will not hesitate to visit the bedroom, in which case it is very possible that the occupant will not wake up next morning. I shall conclude this chapter with some account of burglar-proof appliances, as described by Mr. Herbert Howard, a writer in the London magazines, as follows. Burglars laugh at locks. The holiday season is the harvest of the enterprising burglar, and the dark days of the late autumn and winter provide a happy hunting ground for the professional housebreaker. The need, then, for securely guarding the house against uninvited visitors is one that appeals forcibly to everyone who values his own goods and chattels, and is willing to take a little trouble to protect them. The hints given in the present article are the result of a long experience of a very practical character. If any man knows better than another the relative value of the various modes of protecting a house, it is the professional burglar. He smiles at the futility of many a massive lock and bolt, while on the other hand, he grinds his teeth with rage as he thinks of certain simple contrivances that have defeated his nefarious designs. The weakest point about a house is usually a window, and for that reason it is one of the most convenient modes of entry for the burglar. The ordinary window catch is the most foolish contrivance possible, and must have been invented by somebody who wanted to break in with as little trouble as possible. You have merely to insert a thin putty knife between the sashes, and the catch can be pushed back without much difficulty. An attempt is sometimes made to prevent this by the insertion of a screw or other contrivance behind the catch, so that it will not slide back. In this case, the judicious use of a jimmy or crowbar under the bottom sash will simply force out the screws, always very slight affairs, by which the catch is fastened to the window, and thus the difficulty is overcome without any noise or trouble. The only really secure mode of fastening a window is by means of strong thumb screws passing through both sash frames on either side. These screws should work through metal plates let into the sashes. These screws, if properly placed, will resist the application of the crowbar, and as they are quite inaccessible from the outside of the window, they can only be tampered with by removing the panes of glass. The door next calls for attention. Usually it is fastened during the day by a light latch, which yields at once to a very mild amount of pressure with a jimmy. For purposes of protection this latch is utterly worthless. The large old-fashioned lock, especially if mortised into the door, is much better. Certainly it can be forced, but only with great difficulty, and it is apt to make a noise like the report of a pistol when it gives way. The best plan, from the burglar's point of view, is to attack the doorpost and try to force out the socket into which the bolt of the lock shoots. Locks used frequently to be picked, and skeleton keys were much in vogue in bygone days. Now, however, locks have been so greatly improved that they are seldom picked unless cheap locks are used. Ordinary door bolts present no difficulty to the burglar who has his tools with them. They are quickly forced out, screws and all, or they are silently cut through with a saw of diamond steel. Chains are the best of all fastenings for doors. They are difficult to cut or force, and they are apt to rattle and make a noise, which is the thing of all others that a burglar dreads most. The presence of the loose chain is not usually discovered until the locks and bolts have been forced, and the first indication of it is generally an audible one. The business of cutting a chain is a troublesome and risky one, owing to the difficulty of keeping it still. There is a special tool for the purpose, but it is not much used. A glass-paneled door, especially if it has no shutters, is a thing of delight to the intruder, who can only too easily remove the glass and so get access to the locks and bolts. 
A letter slot without a box is also a helpful contrivance, as it enables him to insert a strong wire loop with which to pull back the latch. The best way to secure the house door is to provide it with a chain at the extreme top and bottom in addition to one or two thumb screws passing through the door into the frame. This will effectually defy the best efforts of the burglar, unless he is prepared to cut out the framework of the door, a long and risky job. The ordinary window shutters are quite useless, both on account of their weak construction and of the primitive simplicity of the usual fastening, which can be undone without any trouble. Iron shutters are, however, a good protection, but only when fastened by screws in the way we have described. Inner doors, especially of rooms that contain valuables, should always be locked at night, but the key must be taken away. Many people have the idea that by leaving the key in the lock, of course on the inside of the door, they are making it impossible for the lock to be picked from the outside. As a matter of fact, they are simply putting the key into the burglar's hands. Examine the average door at the hotels and you will find that when the key is in the lock, the end of the barrel slightly projects from the keyhole on the other side of the door. Now the burglar has in his tool bag a neat little instrument resembling in shape a very small piano key, with which he is able to grip the projecting end of the barrel and so turn the key around and unlock the door. The best of all fastenings for the bedroom or other inner door is a simple wedge of wood pushed under the bottom of the door. If this is correctly shaped and properly placed, it is absolutely impossible to open the door from the outside without cutting a piece out of the panel, and no burglar will risk this with a person sleeping near at hand. It is, however, sometimes practicable to pass a knife or other article under the door and so push the wedge back. To prevent this, it is only necessary to place some obstacle in the way. A strong screw passed into the floor will serve, especially if it passes through a hole in the wedge. Burglars have no hesitation in poisoning small dogs when they are in the way of their getting out an especially valuable haul. Sometimes this is done by feeding poisoned meat through the letter slot, while dogs kept in kennels outside are practically useless for protection, as they may be easily disposed of. If your watchdog suddenly dies under suspicious circumstances, look out for a burglary within the next few nights. Several cases have been known where policemen have taken up the profession of burglary and escaped detection for many years. They yielded to the temptation for gain and fell. I would say, however, on behalf of the police, that cases are known where crooks have gained positions on the police force in order to forward nefarious and nocturnal work of burglary. Visitor in Jail Do you never hear the still, small voice of conscience? Convict No, I'm hard of hearing. End of Shot 3 Recording by Leanne Howlett